You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody. As you guys all know, you know, Fridays, we bring somebody else in here. Uh, Pete's, uh, Pete, you know, I know a lot of you guys are starting to pick up on it now. Uh, it's 19 nothing after the first quarter. So looking good towards that 10-0 and regular season. And look, Pete gets to work for five more Friday nights. That, oh, God bless him. You know, I'm along for the ride. I'm enjoying every second of it for him and the kids. It's great for all the effort they're putting in. Uh, we're still going to put together Friday night. Got we can't have Bronco Week without having Ben Albright in here. So you like local experts on the biggest stories for your daily delivery of all things dog pound. Ben Albright, eight fifty a.m. ninety four point one FM KOA out of Denver, the voice of uh, the radio uh, Denver Broncos radio. Ben, how's life treating you, buddy? Uh, it's treating me pretty well. How about yourself? Uh, we're good. We're good. Uh, you know, you know, a little more wins would be, you know, nicer to talk about. Obviously, you know, edge with the media and, you know, look, everybody, honestly, the biggest issue here is that this team is two and five. I think a lot of what's going on here wouldn't be going on if this team wasn't two and five. A lot of stuff would be easier to, you know, be swept under the rug. But I mean, Ben, you, you know, look, I mean, you know, winning cures all and nothing ever seems as bad as it is if there's, you know, a bunch of W's when people mention your name. Well, yeah, um, <laughs> winning cures all ills, right? Um, you know, two teams playing each other that are kind of uh, in a similar boat, at least in the sense that they had higher expectations for this season. I know Browns fans were probably looking uh, a little bit higher than Broncos fans were looking. Broncos fans just hoping to make the playoffs. Browns fans may have had higher aspirations than that. But, you know, you go and look at this, and it's it's come apart in two different ways. Uh, the, the Broncos keep losing close games when – uh, you know, at the end of games, and teams uh, somehow put put miracle drives together on them. And you know, the Browns it just looks like you've got a coaching staff that's in over its head. Uh, you know, you got a group of a good group of players, a lot of talent across the board, but a coaching staff that, that doesn't consistently put them in the best possible position to win. Whether that's you know an offense that's predicated on vertical throws instead of rhythm passing, or you know a defense in a soft cover two that's that's probably designed for. Uh, designed a little more for man, specifically in that secondary. But, um, you know, overall, it wind up in the same boat, you know, two and five, two and six. Uh, it, it doesn't matter how you got there, you got there. This is a this is a must win for anybody with any kind of aspirations going forward. Yeah, and look, I mean, it always goes to show you, and this is like the most complicated thing. I mean, you know, it's like you can have the best groceries in the world, um, but if you don't have a great chef, uh, look, you, you know, a great chef can you be snowed in for 72 hours. If there's something in the cupboard, they'll find a way to prepare a meal. And it's just about putting everything together. And look, plenty of plans, GMs, coaches, rosters, you know, it, it, if it's not been the correct, you know, mixing of everything and putting it all together, it's it, it's just not going to work right now. Yeah, this coaching staff is having his issues. And at two and five, especially when there were legit aspirations on winning this division, it's going to happen. Um, definitely want to get to some Bronco stuff here with you, though. Uh, you know, Brent, uh, obviously, Ben, you know, you obviously, you know, former Arkansas guy, you know, obviously still a program you follow. Fill us in on Brandon Allen. I mean, third third year in his NFL season now. I mean, third NFL season now. Never anything more than some preseason reps. Uh, you know, what can we kind of expect? What kind of player is he? Well, the, you know, the cop coming out was a poor man's Case Keenum, and I think that holds. Uh, doesn't have elite arm talent. Um, does have quick release. Uh, you know, a little bit of mobility more so than you'd think. Uh, you know, and a knock on him as he'll drop his eye level too quick, look to take off, and he, he kind of locks onto that first read a little bit. Um, 
you know, I, I don't think that he's anything more than a spot start type guy at his ceiling, uh, which you know, the Broncos are kind of hoping that is what he is, uh, because if they can get three games out of him and limp into the Drew Locke era, uh, that's kind of going to be the direction that they'll, they're, they're looking to go. Hopefully Drew will be ready to go uh, at, at that point four weeks from now after Browns at home, a bye week, and then a road uh, series against uh, Minnesota and then Buffalo. Um, you know, I, I, there are people that are here in Denver, they're just desperate for competent quarterback play, you know, uh, and, and given the last couple of years of you know, Joe, the end of Joe Flacco, uh, Case Keenum, Brock Osweiler, Paxton Lynch, Trevor Simeon, Mark Sanchez, uh, the ghost of Peyton Manning during that Super Bowl run, it's just not been great quarterbacking for quite some time here in Denver, not something they're used to either. You know, when you go back and look at some of the greats they've had, obviously Manning, Elway, uh, they had uh, some pretty good years with Jake Plummer. Uh, you know, some promise with Jay Cutler, although that never materialized. And, and uh, you know, that miracle season with Tim Tebow, of all people. So, you know, Broncos fans are at least used to excitement at the quarterback position, and they really haven't had that the last couple of years. Yeah, and look, it hurts. You know, it's it's always the have and the have not at the quarterback position. And that's why, you know, so many, you know, it's always the same team. It seems like they're going back to the well, and it's it's just a tough spot there. And, you know, obviously they're going to want to see what they have in Drew Luck. Um, they've got a nice blend this year. Uh, you know, last year, you know, they had the two rookie running backs. It seemed to be mostly the Philip Lindsay show. It seems like they found a way to work these two kind of in tandem, not only in the running game, Ben, but also in the receiving game. Well, yeah. Uh, new offensive coordinator Rich Gangarello looks to to get the backs more involved in the pass game. That's something that's sorely lacking last season. Uh, the backs were, were not involved in the pass game at all. Uh, with Bill Musgrave there running the show, and, and it was to the Broncos' detriment. Uh, both of them look like serviceable pass catchers at the back. You'd like to see Lindsey get a little more run as a, as a ball toter, but, um, you know, overall, I, I think that, you know, that they're fairly happy with the workload, the split, how that's worked out. Now, keeping in mind uh, that Theo Riddick, who was supposed to be a big part of that pass game plan, has been uh, on the IR, and it, it is going to remain on the IR for the remainder of this season. So uh, that didn't really work out for him, but, Overall, you know, I think they they feel like they've got their their young core. They need another receiver uh, with a little bit of speed, but they feel like they've got a good young nucleus of uh, skill position players between Noel Fant and Courtney Sutton and you know Tim Patrick, Deshaun Hamilton, Royce Freeman, Phil Lindsay. Uh, and the interior of that offensive line looks pretty good. They've, they've got to figure out the quarterback position. They got to figure out those tackles, and, and they got to figure out the uh, you know another wide receiver. But other than that, it's you know they're they feel like the the, the the young as you mentioned the skill on offense Ben the question I got for you is Cortland Sutton is 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 he capable of being that future number one wide receiver in Denver uh you know I that's a that's a subject of a lot of debate around here I I, I think that he's probably wide receiver two when all said and done I mean he can be productive when he got when he has somebody opposite him. Um, I think he's at his best playing the Z, uh, and then they need a true X on the other side. Uh, and that's just my, you know, that's just my position on it. There are people that will tell you that he's absolutely going to be wide receiver one. He's certainly got that mentality. Like he wants to be the guy. Um, I just don't know, you know, overall, his route tree is still a little bit limited. Um, he's an all world athlete, but he's still learning the nuances of the wide receiver position. Yeah, it's and it's tough. I mean, there's only so many of them. But the, the other thing is, is I mean, if you can get twos and a three sometimes, if you have 
have the good enough quarterback. And this might also be part of the issue is, you know, with what the run in behind center, if you have that, you know, what you think could be, and there's a little bit of an asterisk next to it because, you know, they're not running with the, the guy you think is going to be your guy. So it's hard to figure out how it all meshes together in, in some aspects. Like, you know, here it's similar. Like we have really high expectations for the relationship between Baker Mayfield and Rashard Higgins. And here's now a guy, he's maybe been healthy or he's not been healthy, but this offense just plays better when Rashard Higgins is a part of it. And for a couple of weeks now, they just have felt that wasn't something they're choosing to do. Yeah. And you got to figure Higgins will want to show up coming back here to Colorado. Um, you yep. know, I have a lot of friends and family to show up. You figure you'll want to show up for this game. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, we'll see. I, I I I like Higgins as a possession guy, but you know, you got to figure if you've got Jarvis Landry and you got Odell Beckham out of there, you should be able to make it work with those two. Yeah, it just seemed weird though. I mean, like the, the first drive of the season, they were humming, and part of it was Rashard Higgins. And I mean, mm-hmm. I understand draft investment in Antonio Callaway, and I, you know, and there's always that you know who's part of this regime and who was part of the past regime. Well, just get your best players on the field. Find a way to possibly score some points. That should be what it's all about at the end of the day. Ben, all summer long from camp, I, I, you know, reading you and following you, Justin Simmons, Justin Simmons, Justin Simmons. Seems to this point, Justin Simmons has not done much to disappoint the faith and everything that you saw in becoming a really, really good safety in this league. Yeah, Pro Football Focus currently has him graded as the number one safety in the NFL right now as well. Um, you know, he's looked really good contract year. A great time for him to show up. Smart guy, nice guy, um, and, a, and, and a real rangy, um, you know, kind of uh, one or two high zone safety. Not not much of a box guy, uh, and at times not not as uh, not as willing to get up there and stuff the run as you'd like. But but in terms of pass coverage, he's been brilliant this year. Pairing him up with Kareem Jackson has been uh, you know has been phenomenal. Broncos one of the top coverage units in the in the uh, league right now. Uh, as, as far as beating the beating the Broncos, you, you basically the only way you're going to beat the the defense is uh, take what they give you and, and establish the run. It, it can be run on a little bit if you can if you can get that going. That's how you beat them. Uh, but you know, with Chris Harris and, and Kareem Jackson and and Justin back there, they've they've been phenomenal against the pass this year. And you know, obviously that does not bode well for this Browns offense. Um, but I mean, you know, they you know offensively, you know, other than you know. The egregious turnovers, they looked really well against, you know, what is, you know, pretty much across the board, the number one defense in the league. Question is, can they take that show on the road for a second week in a row? Um, Von Miller, um, the numbers are down. Ben, is this a product of maybe Bradley Chubb getting injured? Is this a product of people saying, look, I don't mind getting beat, but we ain't going to let Von Miller beat us. Um, we're going to throw the kitchen sink at him and make some other people, you know, do their job to basically take the quarterback out of the game. Well, that's part of it. Uh, you know, they got Malik Reed on the other side, so they're triple team and Vaughn, you know, to keep them out of the equation. But um, it's not just that. Part of that's a switch to the new scheme. Um, you know, the previous scheme that they were running with uh, with Vance Joseph, Joe Woods, and, and then prior to that, uh, Wade Phillips was, uh, you know, you, you put your, your corners in man on an island, you might have a one-high safety, and you're set in the house at the – uh, you know, at the QB. And now they're not doing that. Uh, you know, Vic Fangio's philosophy is kind of almost uh, the exact opposite of that, which is 
uh, basically send the least amount of people you need to, to to get to the quarterback, and everybody else is dropping back in a zone. And it likes those those outside edge rushers to take a step back and kind of think like they're uh, like they're going into a zone there, and then come after the quarterback. Well, you know that that doesn't work for a guy like like Von Miller. It works for bull rushers and, and, and power rushers and guys like Bradley Chubb. But Von's a speed rusher, you know, and his his strength is is uh, is getting off the line quick and then having that elite bend to get around tackles. Well, now since he's having to take a step back and then come after the quarterback, what it's allowing the tackle to do is get set up in his set uh, and just kind of envelope Von Miller as he comes in to try to try to rush him. So there's a, a technique and a scheme fit kind of question, I guess, with Von Miller in this defense. And I know the old joke is, you know, if your defense doesn't fit Von Miller, then your defense is the problem. But, you know, Vic Fangio's been around the, the NFL for 40 years, and his defense has proven solid. It's just Von's going to have to learn a, a few new things to work within the confines of it and, uh, and figure that out. He's still Von Miller. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, uh, if, you're, uh, if you're having to do new things, sometimes that can take you a while to learn. Yeah, I love the old if it doesn't fit. But and the other thing, though, is is also for a player like him, though, it's, you know, once you're a veteran, you get set in your ways, and now it's you're trying to do something different. And, and look, but you got to be smart with the way you coach it as well. And look, if you understand if, you know, it's okay, take everybody out. Well, okay. If it's like you said, triple team there, if it's three on one, you know, the odds are better in, in obviously equated that way. And obviously, Fangio with the long, long resume he has. Um, Nick Chubb, like he had mentioned, be run on, and and this was the thing because a lot of fans got down on Nick Chubb last week. It, it bothers me from this because if there's one thing that is humming right now, if there's one thing that's working right now with this Browns offense, it's Nick Chubb, and I agree. I mean, they got to get him going and get him going early. It's not like he's a guy who really gets tired. He has no problem with a twenty plus touch workload is that something the Denver D has to be worried about even though we're not even sure I do believe Wyatt Teller will be the right guard this week I do believe they're going to go again with McCray at left tackle you know whether I mean look it's it's not like you're they took Robinson out like you know they're making a move and trying to replace a Hall of Famer I think they did it with the purpose of you know maybe it'll be a better running O-line as opposed to whatever just we'll figure it out as far as pass blocking but is Nick Chubb a concern for this, uh, this Broncos defense? Well, I mean, they're keying in on that. I, you know, I had a chance to talk to players in the locker room, uh, you know, yesterday, and, and that, to a man, that's what they, they're, they're keying in on, on stopping that run first and foremost. They're not as worried about the pass game. It's, it's the run game that they're worried about, and they want to make sure they shut that down. Uh, and, and part of that's because they've struggled a little bit at times against the run this year. You go back and look at Leonard Fournette uh, and what he was able to do to them. And, and so, you know, I think that, that that's kind of their primary focus. If they shut down the run, can make them one-dimensional. Todd Todd Munkin likes to go vertical and, and to, to his detriment. He, like I said, sometimes he won't he, – he gets in his own head and those, those vertical play calls – aren't necessarily what you need. And, and anytime the ball's hanging in the air like that, when you, when you're going vertical, you, you leave yourself open to interceptions from range of safeties. And that's what the Broncos have. So they feel like that, you know, they've got a shot in this game. They create some turnovers in the past game and, and try to limit the run game and, and they'll be good to go. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Um, Chris Harris, is it Landry? Cause I mean, Chris can do a little bit of everything or is it Odell? Does Chris Harris, is he going to roam? Or is he going to stay to one side? Where are we looking to see Chris Harris? And I'll be honest, I was really hoping we would have heard Chris Harris was not going to be here for this game on Tuesday. 
<laughs> I think he'll be shadowing Odell. I, I don't think he'll be on Landry. I think they'll they'll use a rotation of Devontae Harris and Duke Dawson for that. Uh, you know, you would have seen some of Will Parks, except that he's hurt. Uh, he's got the hand injury. So you'll see Devontae Harris, Duke Dawson. You may see a smidge of uh, Yadam out there, uh, but he's been a liability a lot this year. So uh, I, I think that in the end, um, Harris will probably shade Beckham, you know, 80%, 90% of the game. All right, so there you have it, guys. Chris Harris and Odell Beckham. Uh, just one more thing to get to here, and then we'll close it, start to put a close to this year with Ben, get some final thoughts. Don't forget, you will probably pay way too much for your car insurance, but why pay for your car when you pause coverages when you don't drive and control how much you save? That's savings on demand with Pact Insurance. You can find them at pactauto.com, P-A-C-T-A-U-T-O, Dot com. Always appreciate Pact Auto for their sponsorship of Locked on Browns. Ben, I had messaged you, messaged you earlier in the week, and I said, look, tell me you think that this is going to be a lot tougher than Denver. At the time, we didn't know about Flacco. Um, where are your feelings now as far as this game? Is it still doubt in Cleveland really isn't sure what they're doing? Uh, or is it maybe Brandon Allen, you're not sure if he can get it done? What are your feelings as far as what leads to the ultimate outcome on Sunday? Well, I think that's the question is, can Brandon Allen um, score points with this offense? You know, the Denver Broncos have held opponents to 16 points or fewer four times this season and come away from that two and two. Uh, the defense is, is very good. Uh, and you're not going to score a lot of points on Denver's defense. It's just not going to happen. You go back and look at the uh, the two games where they've allowed points and they had turnovers in those games that either gave short field or uh, the opposing defense scored on them or special teams scored on them. Um, they, they have not given up a lot of points. They're a very, very good defense, uh, and that's the thing. I think people look at the record and they say, oh, Denver's falling off. Now the defense is still very, very good. you got to be careful. Uh, the offense has, has struggled to score points. They've, they've eaten up some yardage, and they can get it to about midfield, but they struggle once they hit the midfield field barred for whatever reason, whether that's play calling, whether that's, uh, you know, on the quarterback, whomever. So if Brandon Allen and Rich Gangarello can put together a competent game plan on offense, I think they can win. If not, uh, you know, I think you're in for uh, for another sloppy, low-scoring game uh, with the Broncos, you know, 2017, 17-14, something like that. Yeah, and it was interesting because, I mean, basically it's the recipe of what that game was last year. Um, obviously, Nick Chubb had the big run that, you know, kind of provided the difference, Antonio Callaway. Um, some of the same players are the same. Some of the key players of that game that was, you know, a little less than 11 months ago aren't here. It was the greatest night of Jabril Pepper's life, probably how the Giants, I mean, how the Browns duped the Giants into putting as much value in him, on him as they did in the Odell Beckham Jr. trade. Uh, Ben, it's always a pleasure. Uh, how's everything going? I mean, you're, and you really are. How do you handle it all? How are you holding up? <laughs> Well, I'm alive and kicking. Uh, staying busy. You know how it goes. Staying busy. Uh, look, I mean, one thing I tell everybody is, look, if you ain't working, you're spending money. So you're better off being working. And, you know, find the, find a few minutes and, time, minutes and times and moments. Enjoy all of it. Uh, guys, this has been uh, Locked on Browns with at Albright NFL of KOA 851 FM, Adam Denver Bronco. Uh, ben, obviously you'll be in the house on Sunday, I'm sure. Um, enjoy every minute of it. And but uh, you know, for all of us, I mean, it's it's a big community here, and it's always great to see somebody 
get an opportunity and just literally take it by the nards and run with it, bro. I'm happy for you. <laughs> well, try. And it sure beats the heck out of, uh, not that there's anything wrong with it, but it certainly beats the heck out of roofing houses. Uh, I get paid to, <laughs> you know, to talk about and comment on football and, uh, and not do so much manual labor. So, uh, you know, for all the, uh, the honest Joes out there that are roofing houses, man, I, I got lucky. <laughs> Look, I mean, we all do what we got to do. This has been your daily delivery of all things to all pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns. Until the next time.